Support for this podcast is provided by Alchemy Interactive, the next generation in one-way digital video interviewing. See your candidates eye-to-eye before you meet them face-to-face. Alchemy Interactive enables you to promote at your employment brand in the candidate market, ensuring candidates remember you, your culture and diversity. So positively impact your screening efforts with a direct ROI by contacting Alchemy today. Visit alchemy.com, that's A-L-C-A-M-I.com. We help you pinpoint top talent faster. Boom. Welcome to Tarpod, the podcast for everything talent acquisition and recruitment. We're informative, controversial, and a little bit crazy. Now, please join your hosts and industry leaders, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Tarpod. This week, we are at part two of our Australia Post podcast with Claire and Kelly. So let's get straight into it. I'm, I'm very keen on diversity and inclusion, which we've had a few so topics on that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> which is um, also one. So, yeah, just going through your diversity um, program, like looking at what you've got online. You guys got a float in the parade this year? Yes, yes. Excellent. Oh, in, um, in most of the states, there's a, a float in most um, pride parades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to go on it one year. It's awesome fun. I've been on a float. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> she's, looking, she's looking for one for this year, by the Anywhere. Anyway, when anyway. anyone says I can roll myself in glitter and go in a street parade, I am there. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> You've always got to pack emergency glitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am really interested in the changing face of Australia Post over the last, let's say, I don't know, five to ten years, right? Um, Kelly, you talked before about being more in the in the digital and technology space. So in the olden days, and I'm old, you know, you looked at, at – Way back when. Yeah, so way back when. Australia Post – Delivered primarily delivered letters. Correct. Okay. I know there was also parcels, but primarily letters. And with the advent of email and other technology and things, that has shifted a little bit. So when you talk about technology and, and digital and those sort of things, what are the larger scale types of roles apart from a traditional postie or, or someone working in a, a distribution centre or, or delivery centre? What sort of other stuff are you doing as services from Australia Post that you need to hire for? I guess it's quite broad in terms of there's specific products already and there's also innovation in terms of new mm. products coming to market. So, um, you know, one example would be we have a, a, a small business unit that supports small businesses. So they'll actually create technology for a small business and then if that works, it will scale and sell to other, mm. you know, small enterprises because I think for smaller companies it's hard to sometimes get the support and resources that they actually need. Yeah, so that's, you know, one of the service offerings. Yeah, and Australia Post, I mean, traditionally sends a tr- trusted brand and ev- everyone yes. knows it. So to move into that area, particularly for supporting small businesses, they would look at it as a trust piece first, so mm-hmm. someone that they can rely on. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and also notice that these days going to post offices, they're much more like a retail store. Yeah, you know, yes, there's that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've, we've really made a lot of effort to, I guess, digitalise the experience, uh, you know, for people um, going into retail outlets. You know, probably not some of your more local or, or regional ones, but certainly in your bigger kind of... Um, metro areas, yeah. yeah. Metro areas, yeah. I mean, that's what the customer wants. Mm. So we're keeping up with that. I guess Banker Post is um, yeah. another key one in terms of a service offering uh, where we've partnered with some banks to provide, uh, I guess, you know, banking services to, to areas where... 
you know, there might not be representation in a more uh, rural or regional area. Uh, and that, that's, a, you know, a really big space for us as well as international services. Too, yes, that's And our right. partnership with China, actually, specifically. Yes. Yep. I'm giggling because we were just talking about corona. Yeah. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not corona, just coronas. Not Mexican. So not Mexican beer. <laughs> Yeah, I can't help it. I, I, I'm getting giggles about silly things today. Just one more thing on diversity, though, that you might want to talk to. When we talk about self-imposed targets, um, you know, Kelly did something really great with our Last Peak program in terms of giving the team targets for diversity that they had to achieve in the campaign. Sort of the 2,300 hires, they had a certain percentage they had to hit for women, First Nation and people with a disability. And she really held the team account to that. And you hit they those targets? We exceeded them, yeah. Oh, so fabulous. Well done. Ooh, go us. Yeah, so we're aiming for 40% representation um, of women in the casual pool and we achieved 43%. And Great. for Indigenous Australian hires, it was 118 Indigenous Australian hires, which was around 5%. So oh, we're aiming amazing. for three percent because we, you know, we're aiming for population parity. Mm. Yep. Um, but yeah, five percent. So wow. definitely something for the team to be proud of. They did an amazing job. Yeah, and particularly you know compared to industry standards as well. Yeah, that's right. Probably right. about ten percent ahead of yeah. some of our industry peers. Yes. Yeah. Female representation. Yeah. And so I think some organisations in that situation could rest on their laurels, mm. whereas we recognise that, you know, we're still not representing the communities that mm. we live in and so, you know, keep striving to achieve that. Mm. Tell me about some of the more creative campaigns you've had or led with these self-imposed diversity quotas. I mean, I don't know about how creative, you know, we've gotten. I think we've taken a really pragmatic approach. It's just making, you know, small tweaks where where we can and kind of testing things. So we've and improving candidate experience has oh, probably been, been a, you know, yeah, paramount. Huge, yeah, huge yeah, focus. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Candidate experience, you know, the whole you know, end-to-end process and then for recruitment and then beyond as well, providing additional support, particularly for women and First Nations uh, em- new employees. Yeah. So an example would be when, once we introduced the online assessment, we made sure we checked who was dropping out of that process yeah. and particularly is it women, is it Indigenous people? And so what we started to do was, you know, still contact them and offering to do the, the phone screen that we used to do before if they're not comfortable with doing the online assessment. And I guess the other area that some people you know find daunting as candidates is going through a pre-employment screening process so it was sort of same thing there particularly for first nation australians if we found or people with a disability if we found they were dropping out in that part of the the recruitment process uh, we had the specialist in our diversity teams contacting them and supporting them through that process sounds like you've got all the bases covered (laughs) <laughs> we're doing a lot of work in the space you know, and we're really proud of you know what we've what we've achieved so far and I think you know we're seeing some great results now but I think with the things that we've embedded we're just going to continue to get traction and and and, and you know well, and I we, guess what I'd say is it's and again it's not just a TA strategy this is a people and culture strategy yeah. and everyone's on board with that and we're partnering really effectively you know as a group to make sure that you know I mean obviously our job is the attraction and getting people in but then there's PNC teams that are supporting the employees when they're in and they start mm-hmm. so it really is a, a holistic strategy. So most companies of your size if people are dropping out of the pro- the process um, like halfway through or at that initial stage wouldn't even bother going back 
to find out why or ask those questions. You've but you've got dedicated people to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So um, we don't have new people doing that. We've created that. Like you know, it was just something we were cognizant of that yep. could mm. happen. It became part. It's BAU now for us. Really. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's pretty good. And Kelly, you were saying, is there a team of five running on campaigns? The campaigns. The campaigns yep. That's right. And uh, is that team are they long term employees of Post or are some of them new? They're all new. We and actually. That, I can probably comment to that. Yeah, so sure. we transformed the talent acquisition function over the last two years mm-hmm. and I guess for Finn Year 19 we hired 50 new people into the team including wow. all of Kelly's campaign team. So Kelly and the you know the, the team manager of that team would be you know two people that had been with the organisation for a while but all the consultants had actually been brand new to the organisation. So and how many TAs do you actually have at Post? So the team is 63 and that includes the, you know, the leadership team as well as the employer branding team. And then pretty much everyone else is a, is a consultant. We have two people in reporting and enablement, so, you know, tech and insights. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we don't have, you know, a, a grand COE or anything like that in the way that we'd like to have. Mm. Yeah, so the majority of our investment from a labour budget is on actual consultants. And, you know, we have consultants nationally. So we've got a large team in Melbourne, but we've also got a team of, I uh, think, about seven consultants in New South Wales, a couple in Perth and three in Queensland. Every firm, you know, corporate size also has either a PSA or, a, or an RPO partnership. In terms of your mix of, of filling roles with your internal team and outsourcing, what percentage of roles are outsourced at the moment to third party? Uh, so it would only be in our white collar space. So mm-hmm. I, I guess when it, from if you're talking about labour hire, that's that's separate. But yep. you know, my team do the permanent fixed term hires, and um, so from a front line, so retail, contact centre, posties, truck drivers, it's a hundred percent filled by the internal, internal yep. team. And then if you're for white collar, they would do about a thousand hires a year. And uh, I'd say it's about 40% of that that is external. But of those 400 roles that will be external, there's probably about 30 or 40 roles that are filled by agency. Right. So if you look at the 12,000, it's less than 1% will wow. be filled by agency. And is that is that figure staying constant or reducing or...? Yeah, no, no, and it has been constant for, you know, for a number of years. Yeah, I mean, you know, a few years ago we had an RPO that yep. was doing part of our recruitment. I mean, I still consider that internal anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the, the number around agency highs would have been similar, you know, when they were on board. And sorry, I'll just go back to that team, that the new team that you hired. Were there specific skills in those consultants you brought in that you were looking for, you know, to support either diversity piece or other, other things you're looking at doing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, their, their remit is, you know, definitely campaigns, uh, you know, but diversity is absolutely mm. kind of – so all of our diversity champions sit. In, in that team as well, so they each wear a, a hat, a segment, um, hat. A, a segment hat, a talent segment hat, which is uh, which is great. So certainly, you know, we were looking for people who could, who were happy to, you know, manage a high volume of roles because yeah. you know peak is, the peak campaign is actually really stressful. It's high pressure, and, so, it's high so they pressure. have to be able to manage that. And like I said, it's high profile. We have a lot of execs that are interested mm. in peak, you know, like in the All front line, them. but also what we're doing in people and culture. And yeah. we're not yeah. the only team that has to ramp up during peak. You know, we have our L&D team that needs to ramp up, our pre-employment screen needs to ramp up because, you know, at any given week we have a 1,000 open vacancies. Right. And during peak we've also got this extra, you know, 
more than two and a half thousand people that we're processing, uh, you know, through the, the recruitment stages. So I think through pre-employment screening, there'd be probably 4,000 candidates going through that just for peak, let alone for BAU recruitment. Mm-hmm. So every team has to really partner well together and mm-hmm. ramp up. Yeah. And so, yeah, in hiring a team, you've got to make sure that they're comfortable with high pressure uh, with a lot of attention on them, a lot of us for reporting and, you know, being able to partner really effectively with other parts of PNC to make sure that, you know, candidates move through and having a good experience. And remember, they are friends and family, so you want them to have a really good experience. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, people with really, you know, that I guess, you know, stakeholder holder engagement is, is so critical with this because they're managing, you know, literally hundreds of stakeholders and, and kind of yeah. balancing out, you know, where the attention needs to be given. But also for me, it was around, you know, diversity of thought and experience. So mm. because their role isn't just focused on, you know, operational roles, it could be, you know, across the enterprise. It was really that diversity of experience. Well, I'm just impressed with all these numbers. <laughs> Loving the numbers today. Oh, I am. I'm, I'm going all about numbers today. We are all about that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's one of the things I like about working yeah. in a large organisation and high volume is, you know, because there's a lot of opportunity to do different things, mm. but you do have to know your numbers. Like you actually yeah. have to know what's, what's going on when it's such high scale. I'm just really impressed by the numbers you've got in your diversity and where you have achieved. It's, uh, it's amazing. Hats off, ladies. And I just am really impressed by the candidate experience. Mm. that you've really prioritised that for everybody involved in the application process. Yeah, and I guess we're very cognisant that, you know, there's not many organisations in Australia that can say all of their candidates are their customer. You know, I know there's yeah, yeah. Australia Post, there'd be the Australian to- Tax Office. <laughs> yeah. You know, so oh, there's yeah. not, you know, there's actually not that many. There's probably three or four organisations that could make that claim because as Australians we all need those organisations. And, you know, I've always been very passionate about candidate experience and in this organisation it's not about wanting people to be your customers. We know they are. Mm. And so, yeah, we need to make sure it's a good experience. But obviously for the friends and family, you know, um, peak campaign, we elevate it even more. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. we know we're going to get phone calls about, oh. you know, someone's nephew or... <laughs> That's right, yeah. Someone coming oh, up to your desk yeah. and saying, hi, can you just check on my son's application? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That, that happens yeah. every time. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Of Absolutely. Yeah, because they're really keen for, yeah. you know, their... Their family members to get in the organisation, and yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose when you think about it, Christmas casual—it's a really good opportunity if you're at university right. or studying like that mm. to get that extra money for to get you through your schooling. That's right, mm. and those types of things. And we've got people, you know, like there's a one of our peers who works on the floor with us. He started as a Christmas casual, and he's been with the organisation 21 years. Wow. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's an uncommon story, though. I mean, it's, you know, it's you'll often hear about people who have worked for posts between, like, 30, you know, and 50 years. We've got a guy, I can't remember where he's located, but there's a gentleman who's 84. 83, I 83. think, yeah, that's still, yeah, in, in, in Melbourne, yeah. based in one of the... Um, wow. Yeah. It's and great. how long has he worked for Australia Post? I don't know, but I'm guessing it's a very long time. <laughs> Oh my gosh, next thing you're going to tell me whole families work for Australia Post. Oh, there no, is that, a bit of that, that happens. too. Absolutely, yeah. There are particular facilities where that I can, happens. I can actually give one example. There's a very small country town in New South Wales that there's a mother and daughter who are the only two posties in that town. Wow. <laughs> but no one's business. No. <laughs> Well, I I must say, I grew up in a country town and it was one of those things that everybody, the post office is where everybody met because that that was it, the post office Mm -hmm. and the pub. Mm -hmm. 
And then the corner store was also attached to the pub with the bottle shop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all in one. Yeah, pretty much. So all, all, yeah. everything's all in one. So well, my, my dad lives in a town where there's a, a, a pub, a service station, a general store and a post office. Mm. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And usually there's footy field. Oh, there's a footy ground, yeah. Yeah, there's sure. always a footy ground. Yes, Otherwise the pub true. will go broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a question without notice. With everything that you're doing, obviously talent acquisition is an evolving science and an evolving industry. We're a science now. Well, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if so I really want to bore everyone, yeah, we're a science. No. Um, so you, in terms of strategy, what's, what's next? Um, Australia Post in a lot of areas don't have competitor or everyone's a consumer, but to, there's always a competition for talent. So in terms of strategy, is there things that you're looking at doing over the next 12 months, 18 months to change it up a bit internally? Yeah, I mean, we certainly got, if, if we're thinking about a five-year plan, we are looking at future of work and how that will be different. And it'll be different in terms of customer demand. And, it need, you know, that means we probably need to be more flexible and agile as an organisation. But it'll also be different in terms of the generations mm. and, and the way they want to work. And as we know, you know, Gen Z is entering the workforce and what's important to them is very different than, you know, some of the other generations. And so, you know, for me, that's something I'm very cognizant about. Mm. What do we need to do as a talent acquisition function to make sure that we're attracting younger people, you know, keeping the brand alive and present and, you know, people wanting to work in the organisation. So that's sort of, you know, what what the focus is for the next few years. And is that part of your responsibility along with people and culture to educate the rest of the business about the different needs of generations of workers? I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's always, you know, yes, that's always part of people and culture's responsibility and particularly TA. I mean, Mm. I guess, you know, we're close to it from what candidates are wanting and so I think that is part of our job to be, you know, talking to hiring managers around adapting their styles to different cohorts, you know, coming through. Well, another topic that's coming up in our industry at the moment is also ageism. When the older people are going back to work now, not just because of economic times, but because they've gone and set this goal all of their life to retire by the time they're 55 or 60, and then they're bored shitless. Or this 83-year-old who can't find his way out the door. That's Well, no, look, honestly, I I can understand the bored shitless thing. My uncle went through that when he retired. He ended up going back consulting three days a week. Yeah, I mean, it's not just about being, you know, bored shitless. It's, (laughs) it's, you know, there's a direct correlation with people going into retirement um, and, and health decline because they're, they're not doing, you know, meaningful work. So mm. I think, mm. especially Australia Post, where we know we've got, I mean, is it between the next three to five years we'll have, I, I can't remember the percentage, so jump in, Claire, if you do remember, but a, a significant percentage of our population looking to retire. You know, we've yeah. got, yeah, definitely an ageing, um, you know, workforce. So And we need to be able to support them as well. We can't just say, mm. okay, well, you, you know, you've hit your retirement age, you're, you're out. You know, we've got to support them with, you know, potentially part-time opportunities, you know, um, yeah. job share, things like that, so they can continue doing something meaningful and, you know, maintaining their health. No, I think that's a good idea. Job share for older people. Mm. Yeah, I think it's great. I know what I want to do when I retire and I want to work – I'm going to work for Australia Post as yes. a postie. I want to be a drone pilot, please, ladies. Oh, a <laughs> drone pilot, yeah. You know, you know, I want to deliver parcels with a drone. We probably will be doing that See? in the future. See, I told you. chair. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're going to be Santa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've both got retirement plans. Yeah. You, know we dreams. Have, you know we actually have Santa mail. So what, people write on behalf yeah. of Santa? Did yeah. you know that? You've got kids. Mm. I, so thought, you I actually, don't even have kids and I know this you stuff. You can actually write to, yeah, so there's a particular P.O. box 
to write to Santa mm. at the North Pole and your children will get a response. I did notice this Christmas that the post office down there on Elizabeth Street, they had a whole post box set up during that period yep, outside right. the thing with the yeah, yeah. letters to Santa. I did that with my nieces many, many years ago. We wrote to Santa and we got a letter back. Yeah. 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 And Claire, you've been really close to that. To Santa, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah. We have a um, so another complimentary. Yes, that's right. Another program that we run in talent acquisition is what we call one team program. So at Christmas during peak, anyone in a head office role in any of the states can do three days of volunteering out in the network, mm. and so largely that's in our processing facilities. So you know, for example, we might be helping lifting, you know, getting boxes off the back of a truck and onto a conveyor belt, you know, sort of thing. Uh-huh. That's a technical term. Yeah, yeah. Coming from a woman who's worked in the field. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so there's those sorts of opportunities or to work in retail, but um, one of my days of volunteering this year. So, again, back to Santa Mail, we have a program that we partner with the the big issue. And so schools as a Mm. collective, like a whole class, might write to Santa and it'll be the teacher who'll send in, you know, the letters and yep. the kids' names, etc. And then big issue, um, you know, pay some of, you know, I guess their clients to actually enter the kids' name and address, etc. so that they'll actually, you know, get a response to the school. Mm-hmm. And we always have an Australian Post volunteer each day with the big issue to provide any support to those women. So that's one of the things that I did this year. And any of the kids listening, year, any of the kids year. listening, Santa does actually read all of them. He just can't... <laughs> Physically reply to everyone. He needs helpers. Because he needs helpers. All the Santa believers are a huge demographic of our listening audience. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness gracious me. (laughs) On that note. Can I come and volunteer with you next Christmas? I'll find out. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know whether you hit the diversity target. I will be an honorary Australia Post employee for a day and come and help with Santa Mail. I would love that. Yeah, I know. I was pretty excited to do it. I worked really hard to get in because by the time, you know, I actually registered, it all filled in. And so I was emailing the woman who coordinates it once a week to go, has anyone cancelled? Anyone cancelled? I'm just going to go, I'm with her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with her. Claire's following. Yeah, yeah, I'm the elf. I've even yeah. got elf ears from our Christmas promo. You could be your ghostwriter. Yeah, so look, I would love to do that. That'd be awesome. I just love Christmas. Too, I'm sad. <laughs> no, it's not sad. I love Christmas as well. It's time of the year. Oh, it is. It's great. But anyway, we digress. But when you say the best time of year, it's the also the Busiest. most difficult, well, challenging time of year yeah. for you guys, isn't totally. it? Totally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Really busy. 100%. Stressful. Yeah, yeah. I must yeah. say, I do avoid <laughs> Australia Post outlets in December. I try to sensible. avoid them. Do you? Mm. Why? Lined out the door. Oh. Everyone everyone is trying to do the same thing and send parcels. Yeah. So I try and be organised and get all my shit done by November. Well, hopefully next year it's going to be a different experience for you because we're looking at – I get a drone. I also manage the one-team program, that Claire, the volunteer program. What don't you manage? manage? <laughs> all of TA. <laughs> <that's Claire's laughs> the rest of, yeah, the rest of what We've got the whole – Australia Post um, responsible. So you're the woman I need to speak to Uh-oh. about oh, getting oh, into this Santa stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Claire. I'm though. with her now. Right. <laughs> I've got a little bit of gravitas too, though. <laughs> she, she really does. Yeah. 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 So Kel does the 2,000. I make sure the other 10,000 highs happen a year. Yeah. There you <laughs> so go. A little bit she of just gets to do all the little... fun stuff. I do. I do. Thank you for giving me all the fun stuff, Claire. <laughs> Very lucky. Well, I suppose on that note, we better sign off until Christmas time. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe we'll bring, bring the ladies back just when they're at their busiest. It's like, can you just wait? Absolutely. Great <laughs> idea. We'll come to you. Yeah, we won't be laughing as much. But yeah. <laughs> we'll hide you for a day so they can't find you. <laughs> we I have a bar that. fridge. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, Claire and Kelly, thanks so much for joining us today. And I hope everyone got more of an insight into how Australia Post works, particularly in some of the campaigns and diversity type solutions you provide. I really hope everyone else sort of takes away from this a, a bit of a leaf out of your book on the diversity hires and how to hit those targets. And even more so is keeping people in the business and moving them around with mobility is incredibly noteworthy. And the referral stuff. It's just, yeah, it's all good. All good stuff. Fantastic stuff, ladies. Thank you for making time to come and join us this morning. Thanks for the I appreciate it. Thanks so much. It's been great. Okay, it's a goodbye for me. And it's a goodbye for me, everyone. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye. Today's podcast was brought to you by the good people at Alchemy. Alchemy's on-demand digital interviewing application connects job seekers directly with your company. See your candidates eye to eye before you meet them face to face. And to get your demo, visit alchemy.com. That's A-L-C-A-M-I.com. We help you pinpoint top talent faster and tell them Tarpod sent you. Thanks for listening to Tarpod. Please don't forget to subscribe and look out for upcoming podcasts.